0: Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris.
1: Welcome in. It is Monday, March the 15th. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And it is the day after the bracket. Of course, if you have not already seen, you can go and check it out on YouTube or on the podcast. We went through The entire field bracket or I guess region by region last night talked about all of the interesting matchups, the fun storylines, all that good stuff about the NCAA tournament. Today, there is a lot more stuff to get into, uh, not necessarily about the NCAA tournament, but NFL free agency is rocking and rolling and we have got firings all over college basketball. We'll talk about some of the big ones. Drew Brees announced he's retiring last night. We're going to get into all of it. Before we get started, though, the website is winningcureseverything.com. Go and check it out. Everywhere that you need to be uh, is right there. All the different spots where you need to be subscribed, everywhere that you can listen, uh, where you can find us, how to reach out, all that kind of stuff. So go to winningcureseverything.com. Our bracket challenge is live. We are going through ESPN, so go ahead and check that thing out. There are links on basically every show that we've put out since last week. So, go and check it out. Or if you just go into the ESPN Tournament Challenge, you can search for Winning Cures Everything, and it's going to be right there. There's no password. There's no nothing. Just log in there. Sign in. Is what it is. Taylor said uh, he put his bracket in, and he said, Chris, I decided to be here instead. So, (laughs) there you go. There, appreciate that. Um, So, the bracket challenge is up. Make sure that you enter in. We're going to have a good time with that. If you don't like trash talk, That's fine. You don't have to pay attention. But we I I would imagine in the chat in that thing, we're going to have a lot of fun. And we're going to talk about it uh, whenever we do the shows. So easy enough, easy enough. SBRpicks.com slash NCAAF is where you can get all of our college football gambling content. We do a show a week there. And you can find it on YouTube, SBRpicks. Just search it out there. Very simple. And we'll have a new one up on Wednesday. Akbar jumps in. He said, always an entertaining show. He asked what's going on. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on in the world of football, in the world of basketball, everything else. So, uh, with that said, let's go ahead and dive into this thing. Let's talk about the, I guess, the big NFL news, and that would be Drew Brees announced that he is retiring last night, and it was a fun video. Did you you see the video with the kids? Yeah, I did. It was cute. So, he's got four kids, and they were like, our dad is finally retiring after 15 years with the Saints. After 20 years in the National Football League, to spend more time with us, and that's awesome. Uh, but then it was announced just a few hours later that Drew Brees is going to work for NBC Sports. He will be on the Notre Dame broadcasts as of right now. I would imagine he will jump in to the NFL coverage whenever they expand their deal, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, who knows what they're going to do? I'm. I'm well, I think some
0: of that
2: is let's let him get his legs under him. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. How good he is at this, because we've seen many an NBA player come in, and we assume Drew's going to be great. Okay, yeah. but not not everybody who's tried their hand at this has been great. Romo has set the bar pretty damn high. I think Collinsworth is still unbelievable. He's he's, he's my second choice. Oh yes, and and that's a that's a big spot to fill. So
1: yeah, it's we'll there's a lot going on there. Obviously, Uh we saw Jason Witten jump into it. He wasn't that good. You know, obviously he went right back into football. So, (laughs) like, who knows? Who knows what to expect from it? But uh, good for Drew Brees. We we saw. I mean, the last two years, it's just been tailing off. He's not the same quarterback. It's (laughs)
2: strange, like. I'm not, I'm not one to push somebody into retirement, okay? Listen, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a Brady fan, all right? Listen, retire whenever the hell you want. I grew up loving uh, uh, Favre, okay? And people gave him crap. Oh, just quit already. Like, listen, when you love doing something, I who am I to tell you to stop doing it? Well, I don't especially- care your skill level or your ability. If somebody's willing to pay you to still do it and you love doing it, Jesus, it's so hard to find purpose in this world that if you have a purpose... Then, and you're happy doing it, keep doing it. My issue with the Breeze thing is, is like, we all kind of knew at the beginning of last season, this is my final season. The way he structured his contract, the deal with NBC, like, all of these things were kind of set in stone. He played the season out, and we all worked under this, this simple premise. And then he puts the, like, then it's like, oh, I don't know if I'm retired, I don't know, like... Come on, dude. Like we know you're retiring, and then today I think he goes on the Today Show this morning, and he's like, "I don't know what I'm gonna do now after football." And I'm like, "Yes, you do. You already have a contract. You already have another job. Why are we? Why are you doing this, Drew?"
1: I I, I don't understand with all the the I, I didn't, I, didn't I, I don't
2: it's the it's extra right? Like it's what I, I've got I've got two little girls, and and yeah. they are the definition of just extra. Like, this is what I see from Drew right now. It's like, come on, man. You've never been this your whole career. Let's just, you know, wave goodbye. We love you. We loved watching you play. Your highlights will live on forever. And then get in a booth, call a great game, and let us listen to you for the rest of our lives. Yes. Yes. That's I, That's what I would love for your career if I get to pick it. But let's stop with the whole, you know, you, you knew it's okay to say goodbye. It's all right.
1: Yes, I agree with you. I agree. Am I um, an asshole
2: for that? No. no I kind of feel like an asshole for that, and I know it, that I have that tendency a lot. There but. was
1: no there was no questioning. There was no anything about this. It was all laid out. He already had a deal to be a uh, uh, an analyst. He had another job waiting on him. Yes, he already had that set up, and he had restructured the deal, just like you said, where it <laughs> made it very easy. Like, we knew... That he was going to be retiring. Now, why he waited until this certain point, I did see that yesterday was his fifteen year anniversary with the yeah. Saints. So no. it kind of makes sense.
2: You know, so like it- if you want to file your paperwork and make your whatever video and stuff like that and push it out for then, I'm okay with that. That doesn't that doesn't concern me. My my annoyance is is the, the last like four weeks of the season, you know. Basically, his last game, I'll tell you that. Like, the, the last game he played against the Bucs when it looked like we've got about eight minutes left in this game and they're going to lose. I was very bothered by the the people calling the game not, not owing the end of that game to him and just saying this is the last time we're going to see him in uniform because they acted as if, well, we, we might see him next year, so we're not going to say our goodbyes yet. No, no, no. This is it. Let us say a proper goodbye.
1: Yes, I, especially for a player like that, right? Yeah.
2: Yes. That's I just
1: it. I don't understand it. I don't I don't get it. So, all right. I, so, I'm
2: certain I'm not going to get a proper goodbye from Tom. I didn't get one <laughs> from Favre. All right. Not probably. Like right. I'm certain that I'm just not going to know when the last time he stripes him up. But I so like another hero, David Ortiz, Poppy. Like I did. I got a proper goodbye. I knew that was going to be his last season, and I remember so much about that season as a fan that season meant a lot to me i made sure to watch every game i could i did everything i could to try to go see him in person just one last time because i know this is one of the last times he's gonna swing the stick yeah i i just think if you know you're doing it just give the people that if you don't know brett first deal is he never wanted to hang it up so yeah it, it it was it was a thing where I'm going to play until they stop inviting me back. That's that uh, you can't give a proper goodbye for that.
1: No, 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 absolutely not. Um, it, it, a lot of guys jumping in with Joe Thune. <laughs> Lots of stuff going on in the chat right now, but yeah, it, it, Derek Jeter had that proper goodbye. Um, you know, at Mariano Rivera had it as well. Like it, it, a lot of a lot of these guys, especially in baseball, do that. Uh, Kobe Bryant did it in the NBA. Like everybody right. knew, you know, it it's very.
2: Give them the farewell.
1: Give them the farewell. And no, th- this was a, a strange year. Fans would not have been able to get in as easily to go and see Drew Brees. But it would have been nice on television for fans to understand the importance of the moment, right? That's right. So, but it, if Brees had not been willing to let them know, like, hey, yeah, this is probably going to be it. Like, it's it's kind of hard to, like you said, it's kind of hard to push people into retirement. But there, I think there was a, a nice way that they could have done it and they could have done it better. So, who knows? Who knows? Uh, so, with that Drew Brees news, of course, comes Taysom Hill news. And when you see the first, when you just see the figures, yep. you you immediately freak out, right? Like, that is astronomical numbers. Four years, $140 million for Taysom Hill.
2: thirty five mil a year for Taysom Hill.
1: However, when you dive into it, it's a restructured deal. Um, All years are voidable as the deal frees up $7.5 million in cap space this year. His contract includes a $9.68 million signing bonus, a $1.439 million guaranteed roster bonus, and a $1 million guaranteed base salary plus incentives per Schefter. Um, So, in layman's terms, Hill and the Saints agreed to a one-year, $12 million restructured contract with four voidable years to spread out $9.6 million signing bonus. That that deal, it's an $8.4 million cap hit. That gives the Saints $7.5 million to work with this season. So That's the
2: best roster in the NFL before free agency started, from top to bottom. And, like, if they make the playoffs, which I assume they're going to make the playoffs, that dude's going to make $35 million.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a lot of
2: money. Like, I think that's insane.
1: I agree. I I don't understand. Like on its face, it looks unbelievable, right? Yeah. Like it's four years, one hundred forty million for Taysom Hill, who was an undrafted free agent in the draft. Like I I don't I don't understand it. But like they did go three and one with him. I I just I I want to see what uh, I want to see what Sean Payton does with him for a full season. Like because yeah, they're so I mean, sold I guess
2: that's it. what everyone's saying is, is they want to see, you know, a full off season with him being the guy. I just worry, man. At some point, are you going to lose that locker room?
1: It's possible. I mean, it's very possible. But they they've already cut a lot of the veterans anyway. So, I, you know, like I, who knows? Like Emmanuel Sanders is gone. Quan Alexander's gone. Like a lot of the guys that were leaders on the team anyway. Janoris Jenkins gone. Like. The punter, Thomas Morstead, gone. Like, all these, they have cut a bunch of the the leadership roles. Like, they've got a way now to kind of restructure that locker room in the way that they want to. And if Taysom Hill's the leader, then he'll take control. Uh If he's not, you know, obviously, these are all voidable years. So, they can get out of it if they need to. So, I, I think it works. Like, it's, they are going to do something. The NFL is going to do something with the salary cap going forward. I don't know what it is yet. But the way that teams have been, like, messing around with this money and tossing it, you know, years in the future and all that, it's it's something's going to change. Because it, they it is too easy right now to spread this money out. And I don't know that they are going to allow it to be as easy. And, and this the, will have to the, go through the, the CBA, deal? right? This will have to go through the CBA. That's right. But I don't know... I, you agree something's going to change right
2: i do think something's going to change because they're all doing it with the assumption that the cap is going to go up the problem is is nobody's able to spread their money out past four years right and and in five years we're going to have the new deal in five years we'll have the new tv deal in five years the cap's supposed to go up they're spreading all this money out in four that fourth year we don't we don't really know what those caps are going to look like, but they're not going to be the two hundred fifty thousand dollars, two hundred fifty million dollars that everybody's hoping for. By not by then, they won't get to that number until the new TV deals in place. And and I just I just think everybody's everybody's playing to win now, and they're it, just assuming that we can find ways to shed money later.
1: The the money, like the salary cap, I think will be lucky to be back up to what it was last year before this season. Like I, I still am curious. How many fans are going to be willing to go out? What is the appetite for sports oh, going to no, be? No, compl- like,
2: so you're talking about next year's salary cap? Yeah, next year's salary cap will be substantially higher. I will, I will venture to say that almost every stadium will be full. I will take the over on ever. I lost all the overs last year. I'm, I'm going to hit them all this year. I'm, I'm doubling down.
1: That's, and, and we'll see. We'll every see. Every stadium.
2: I'm talking. <laughs> I'm talking. New Jersey, New York, California, all of them. The lot of them. They're all going to be open. They're all going to be full of bodies. If they can hold 60,000, they're putting 60,000 in. Maybe you're right. You know, Maybe this season right. doesn't start until the weekend after Labor Day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's we got not a long way September. to go
2: from there. I'm telling you, our country is going to be open by the 4th of July. It's probably going to be open by Memorial Day. You're talking two months after that.
1: Yeah. I, I would imagine you're probably right. But we've if, lost. You know,
2: we've lost too much money, and we're seeing states reopening, and their numbers aren't spiking at all. No,
1: agree, Mississippi agree.
2: reopened two and a half weeks ago, and and our numbers have fallen by sixty to seventy percent since we reopened and and ended the mass mandate. Agreed. Something's got to give. Now Mississippi's also kicking ass at getting the vaccine out there. So you know, one of the few things that this state has done well. But I, whatever the contributions are to bringing the numbers down. I'm just telling you, it's really hard for a state that's been locked down super hard to look at the states opening up and saying, they're all going to die. Nope, no, we're not, and we're doing really well, and you can do this too.
1: What I'm curious about is the appetite for sports because every championship went down. I, I, know, I know where you're coming from, but we we thought, crazy? Hold on, listen to me, listen to me. We thought because everybody was going to be stuck at home, that everybody would be tuning in to see some of these monster matchups for championships for whatever, and every number dropped. Every number. So, how much That's of that television. can they get back? I can't.
2: I can't predict why that happened. I can't explain why that happened. I'm telling you this: concert tickets are going to be higher than they've ever been in their lives, uh, capacity wise. Sports people leaving their house to go to live events is going to set records this year, next year. They're going to set records. It'll
1: be the roaring twenties.
2: I will tell you this, that I have been saving money by not being able to go on all these damn trips that I tried to go on last year. And, and I, I, I'm I not saving it and investing it. I'm not putting it into my house or buying Bitcoin or any stock. No, no, no. I'm setting that shit on fire as soon as I can get out of this place. <laughs> it ain't going to no kids' college fund or retirement. I'll work until the day that I die. I don't take care of myself very well. Why save for 80 when I'm probably not going to see it? Let's let's live today. I, I because I'm one. on the first thing spoken out of here with tickets to anything I can get.
1: Taylor said, "Chris is spitting facts right now." Terry jumped in. He said, "What's up?" Uh, by the way, anybody that wants to jump in, go ahead and jump in on YouTube, Periscope, Twitch, Facebook. Uh, you can jump into the chat, of course. Terry so. had to
2: switch up the lingo for the YouTube. I, I like it. I like yes it. Getting did. creative.
1: Uh, Taylor said, "I've been drinking my extra cash." Yeah, that's I can I can understand. No, it.
2: not me, not me, not me. I'm saving it. Stop just stockpiling it, man.
1: Stop Ready to go on some trips. it all,
2: and I am going to get, we go cash in and blow it all.
1: Disney beaches. Going to going to uh, uh, pigeon forge or whatever, F- football games,
2: baseball games, basketball, all of it. I mean anything, <laughs> all of it.
1: Uh, Chris uh, Matthew said uh, Chris would have been a millionaire if he invested in Bitcoin. Yeah, I a probably would have
2: been, but yep. it's okay. I got a job. i all right. sorry, I missed out.
1: Yep, it's all good. That's it. We we are making it work one way or another. Uh, that's right. Let's. See. <laughs> Taylor said Chris has a Joker style pile of cash. That's a, that's what I'm talking about. I'm that's set I'm on about. fire. Let's uh, the,
2: the economies around where I go are gonna be booming. Booming
1: when I leave there. Chris comes in and he saves entire regions. <laughs>
0: I'm in. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. That's all
1: right, right, moving into college basketball. Indiana has fired Archie Miller. I was a little bit shocked. Um, I will go ahead and say this. When Archie Miller left his meeting with them on Sunday, with the powers that be, he reportedly felt really good about things, about coming back for another year, trying to get this thing turned around, all that kind of stuff if, oh, my God, Matt Miller said, Chris, if you're wrong about the stadiums, you got to do a show and a thong. I don't know that anybody I'm not, anybody doing, I'm not that.
2: doing that. I'm not doing that. Well, y'all don't see me anyway. I mean, listen.
1: <laughs> uh, Damien said Bears are wasting it on players that ain't Allen Robinson. We, we'll talk about free agency in a little bit. Uh, the Bears have, have lost some dudes. But either way, um, Archie Miller, of course, felt good. He, he thought he was going to get another year. And then Indiana pulled the rug out from under him this morning. And what that says to me, if he had a a good productive meeting where he felt like he was coming back for another year and then the next day they fire him and they go ahead and pay him his $10 million buyout and all that, says to me that they have got somebody lined up, they've got a one, two, three option, and somebody, a big fish, is going to take that job.
2: Now, I will tell you, this is this is how I would athletic director all the time. You know that, right? Yeah. We've had these conversations. I'm going to have feelers out there. You can say it's tampering. You can say it's, it doesn't matter, okay? All right? You get to a burner phone. You have a conversation. You say, are you interested? How much do you need? If I can come up with that money, you're coming? Okay. All right. Guy got out of here. Guy got out of here. Already got the deal done. I got to yeah. wait two weeks. I mean, it used to be, you know, the NBA has, like, that no tampering, like, dead area. And then, like, the the minute free agency starts, like, nine players all sign, like, that second. I'm like, wait a minute. How did how did we know all these contracts? I mean, listen, this is just how deals work, man. I'd be doing the same thing as an athletic director. You got to know you got the guy. Now, if they don't land a big fish and that's we're a, just wrong here. That's a problem. There might be a problem, but there might not. You know, we we obviously believe that Archie's not the guy anyway, right? I think
1: at this point, yeah.
2: So moving on from him, it's not the end of the world if you don't land your your biggest fish. What it would tell me if they don't land the guy they want, whoever that is, would that some big booster showed up and said, look, I know you promised him another year. I ain't giving if he's he's the guy. We got to move on. And and then then you got to move on.
1: I'll, I will tell you this: I was surprised that they fired him, but I probably shouldn't be. And the reason behind that is they fired Tom Crean. Like sometimes you just get tired of a guy, right? Like and it's only been you know four or five years. I can't even remember which at this point, but it, it hadn't been long, and he went from sixth place to tenth place to eighth to ninth. I think is what he did in the Big Ten. I think it's been. Yeah, four I mean, years. He's, he's fallen. I, he's like,
2: fallen every year he's been yeah, there.
1: it's it's not been very good. It's and not. I know the yeah. Big
2: Ten is tough, but he. It's he's always going to be tough. Though. He's obviously yes, right. It's not getting any damn easier. He's obviously not the guy. He's got a cap on him as to what he's capable of doing, and and going back down a, a level because because I'm gonna tell you this: if I was one of these smaller schools where he came from, I'd whip his ass up in a second. Oh, absolutely! In a what, second, what he did just at because he, he can't awesome. compete at the Big Ten doesn't mean he won't take your your smaller school and make the tournament every other year.
1: Yeah, I think I think he will be a fantastic hire for one of these small colleges. Yeah. So, uh, just because he couldn't get it done in Indiana, doesn't mean he can't get it done somewhere else. Uh, Richard Patino was fired by Minnesota. And that one's been coming for a while.
2: Uh, yeah, they, they they've, they've super disappointed.
1: They they were so good early on, especially at home, but they did not win a single road game. They were putrid towards the end of the season. They went 6 and 14 in the Big 10 this year. Just not very good at all and this it's been years. Like if he was going to turn that thing around, he would have done it already. Um I mean, big name, obviously. I don't know what he's going to do next, but uh, who knows? I mean, I I don't even know what to make of him. Uh, so it kind of leads to this question, right? And there's been other ones. DePaul fired their coach, and uh, uh, Penn State ended up hiring a Purdue assistant uh, that actually worked with, um, uh, Brad. What's the guy's name? Brad Stevens a- yeah. in Boston. Like he was. This guy was Jason Tatum's guy, so that's a good selling point and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, there's there's lots going on there. But um, oh, and Boston College got their guy. Like it, you know, is what it is. No no big names as of right now. Um, actually, Jeff Goodman tweeted out, and I'll pull it up. He, he kind of gave a rundown of what all has happened this morning, and it is buh-freaking-nanas as far as, you know, the the Black Monday in college basketball. Like, we always have this every year. Um, let's see. Indiana will not consider former Hoosier star Steve Alford as a serious candidate. Well, that's because if they were going to fire Archie Miller, they've already got somebody. So, uh, that's the way it goes. All right, here we go. Penn State hires Micah Shrewsbury. Indiana fires Archie Miller. Minnesota parts ways with Richard Patino. New Mexico is down to Richard Patino and Tim Miles, who is the, uh, the former Nebraska coach. Boston College hires Charleston's Earl Grant. Uh, Kansas's Jalen Wilson is out for their first game. And DePaul fires Dave Leteo. So, uh, you know, as far as DePaul goes, Cleveland State head coach Dennis Gates and Loyola Chicago's Porter Mosier probably in the mix. Obviously, Loyola Chicago in the same city with DePaul. Porter already knows that area. That could be good. So, either way. But Indiana was awful. Uh, it leads us to this question. And and Chris loved the idea of getting into this. Uh, who is the best basketball coach, or best college basketball coach, of our generation? And, I, it, it this obviously... Came, this came
2: off of Dan Wetzel bringing this up. Yeah. And and he stated a name, and, and I think I agree with his name. I've gone through, I've literally spent the entire day Going through all the great coaches of of our generation, and I I think I can't move off of him.
1: And that would be you. that would when be Rick, Rick Patino. Yeah, I think that I agree with that.
2: Rick Patino's the coach that it doesn't matter. He he'll beat you with his guys. If you give him two weeks to work with your guys, he'll beat you with those guys too. It's I, not. It's not. People are going to say Coach K. Coach K is the name that's up there. Forget Coach, coach K's K, never been able to do yeah. it without without talent. Never.
1: Yeah, that's not necessarily true. I mean, he, he, back when he first started winning, that's that's how he built the program was seniors and whatnot. And he, he got really, really good when he had talent. And it was the same with Rick Patino. Like, he, he can make Final Fours so long as he has talent. Um, but he Yeah, Rick but Pitino. he can
2: take teams that are nobodies and win with them.
1: As far as X's and O's go, yeah, Rick Pitino absolutely is up there. Uh, Going to toss out a few more names for you. Lon Kruger, I think, is fantastic. I mean, he's taken what six different schools to the sweet or to uh to the NCAA tournament, and uh, what like four of them to the Final Four, three or four. Um, so Kruger, like Kruger's awesome. Uh, I'll give you that. I'll uh, give you that. Kelvin Sampson. Kelvin Sampson has been awesome everywhere that he has been. So this is, I
2: think, I think the the find the mark here, and the reason K doesn't get that is because K built one place into a juggernaut and then never left that juggernaut. These other guys have done it at multiple places.
1: Yes. So I, I think they have,
2: they have shown that they can take lower-level teams, they can take great teams, they can kind of go anywhere and everywhere, and everything they touch turns to gold.
1: Now here's here's another one I'm going to throw you, and it's a bit of a curveball. He wasn't in college for for too too long. Brad Stevens?
2: No, Brad Stevens is up there, but Brad Stevens is is an NBA coach. And Brad Stevens is, I will tell you this, you can argue the Celtics aren't having a great season, and there's a lot of Celtics fans that are morons and they want him gone because whatever. But Brad Stevens is the best coach in the NBA. And it's, and it's not close, by the way. Popovich, he has soared past Popovich. Mm. And and the talent that he has compared to what Pop's ever had, compared to what Steve Kerr has, compared to what all these other guys have, that he doesn't have a star. He's never had a true star. And he's made it to the playoffs. He's made it to the the conference finals multiple times. Every year he's in the running. And he does it without the best players in the game.
1: Uh, as far as NBA goes, I will I will point to Rick Carlisle as a no, fantastic. See, I, I, okay, I, guy. I
2: I love I love Rick Carlisle. I still think Brad's better than him just because you be now, right. he's never been he hasn't been there as long as Carlisle, but he's kind of a lot like Carlisle outside of Dirk, you know. Yeah, yeah he, no, you're he, right. He never really had a bunch of stars, and he's always won a ton.
1: Now you're you're hundred percent right about that. Uh, jumping into the comments here, uh, Rick LeBlanc jumped in. He said uh, Chris is going to wear his thong when he goes to Boston. Uh, or he wears his thong when he goes to Boston. Uh, Casey talking about the Chiefs already patching the O-line. Taylor I like said, how
2: Casey's already claimed the Chiefs as his team when when the last couple of years Casey's joined in with us. And I never, I didn't know he was a Chiefs fan.
1: Uh, Taylor said if Chris does a show in a thong, UNLV's quarterback might get hungry for sushi. <laughs> Michael Fritz jumps in. Uh, he said, "What's up?" Casey jumped in again. Uh, that Indiana team just sucked. Taylor said, "Coach K," and it hurts to say, uh, but we, we've already discussed that. Casey said, "Loyola could definitely go on another run. They win their first game for show straight setup. Uh, their first game is against Georgia Tech. I, I look. Josh Pastner has one of the most experienced teams in the field. You got a bunch of seniors playing this year. I like. I like that. Loyola's
2: so. got a rough, rough go to get by to get by a and the bunch of Tech, and then they got to play Iowa." I mean yeah, Illinois. Woo. That's Woo. rough. That's that's rough. that's that. If 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 they make it to Sweet 16, they've they've accomplished something that I would never bet on ever.
1: Uh, Taylor said, "If a beats Bama, then I will 100% agree." As far as Patino goes, uh, <laughs> Casey said, "Kyrie Irving's the best coach in the NBA." <laughs> God. Uh, Michael Fritz said his vote would be on Coach K, but it's close. Um, I mean, we can always talk about Bill Self and Roy Williams and Calipari. The Roy, and Roy that, Williams
2: but. is the other one. Roy Williams just, I mean, he did it at Kansas. He did, he's done it at North Carolina. Both those places are basketball staples of basketball kind of meccas. Um, you remember Louis, Louisville was not a basketball mecca when Patino took that over. We got to remember that, okay? Yeah. No, you're right. You are I mean he's a slime ball and, and and he's a he's a scuzzy dude, but that guy he just out coaches the shit out of everybody.
1: I'll tell you this, if if Indiana wants to win, um I
2: understand all the... I'd hire him. I'd all, hire him. Yeah, I'd I, hire him tomorrow. I'd hire him. I would you know take I would, if I was Ole Miss, I'd have never fired Hugh Freeze. I'm not afraid of my college coach playing in the mud. You know why? Because every other damn college coach is doing it too. They just put on a nice, pretty facade.
1: All of the NCAA stuff that is that has come out about... Rick none of it is really a fireable thing. Like at Louisville, it just became too much that happened. It's just toxic.
2: It's just toxic. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a decade of misdemeanors. And, and so you just have to fire. You can't arrest a guy for that, but it's like somebody who jaywalked 400,000 times. It's just like, all right, at some point in time, we just got to stop the shit. Like you just don't care anymore. You're not afraid of this ticket. Um, so.
1: And it, and it's a bad look. So, yeah, obviously, bad. I mean, the AD was fired. Like, uh, but if I, was,
2: I'm with you, man. If I was Indiana, I'd stroke that check tomorrow. I'd, I'd give it to him over the Baylor coach. I'd give it to him over UCLA. I'd give it. Uh, he would be my number one choice. Yeah, I, I'll tell you this. I've said this before to to close friends. If Penny don't work out in Memphis and he doesn't end up at a big boy job, listen. If you want to get under Coach Cal's skin, you you go get Ricky.
1: Oh, a hundred percent. You go get
2: Ricky because people in Memphis still feel like a step. Memphis has a, as a second child syndrome. All right. We've always been the second city to Nashville where the, we're the bastard child to Nashville and people have this, this little Dick syndrome for them. And then Memphis basketball has that little Dick second child syndrome to, to Kentucky. And it's just because Cal left for that job. If, if you want to fight that fight, you go get slick Rick.
1: Oh Yes. Yes, I, I agree. Now, it, what would make it actually a little bit easier, um, the AD and the president both, uh, that, that got into the whole feud about Tubby Smith over Penny Hardaway, all that kind of mess. Yep. Uh, you know, Tom is now the uh, the new AD over at Arkansas State. You got a new AD. Uh, yep. Let's see, Laird Veach, I believe, former assistant AD at Florida. He obviously wants to win. And the president of the University of Memphis is uh, apparently stepping down, um, and that's happening next year. So now,
2: I don't think they're firing Penny dude, right, after no, no, this no. year. No, but I'm just saying if he if he ends up if he stays, you know, ostracized or if he, or if he decides Iona,
1: like you know what maybe maybe I don't feel like coaching anymore. Like I yeah. I've got enough money. I got enough whatever. This ain't working out. I'm just gonna go play golf. I mean that's oh, what are Penny does. Penny? Yeah. yeah. Like if Penny decides that he wants to leave. Like, I would call Rick Patino in a heart. I'd, I'd
2: call him in a second. I'd call him in a second. I say, don't sign the Indiana paper.
1: Anybody that wants to I know it's a better win, job
2: than this, but don't sign that Indiana paper. Anybody that, that any program
1: that just wants to win and isn't worried about the optics of it. Yeah. That's your guy.
2: So I think Indiana is going to struggle with optics because this is the school of, of, you know, um,
1: I mean, they're big. Bobby Knight, and and yeah.
2: it's it's doing it the right way. But he he came with baggage. But he came with basically that old man, tough guy baggage. Not this kind of baggage. Not scandals baggage. Yeah. And and I I wonder how big of a fit he would be. But I guess with Patino, I really don't care what what about the fit. I think that guy's gonna win everywhere he goes.
1: Yeah. You, oh, you I put
2: him in a city like Memphis, where he he doesn't even really have to recruit. He can just go get the local talent. And and I mean, you know, the Italian community here would 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 pony up the money in a second.
1: Yes, I do agree with that. Uh, Michael Fritz jumped in. He said Frank Martin might be one of my favorite coaches. Uh, might be one of the greatest to watch. I do. I do, I do, agree do with love
2: that. Frank Martin.
1: Yes. Now he, he has not been great at South Carolina. He did take him to the final that's four. A tough. That's a tough that's, job that's, though, oh, man. Yes, it is.
2: You can't win year in and year out at South Carolina. If, you just can't do it.
1: If Jim Laronega ends up leaving Miami. Because, remember, Nega's like, in his late 70s. If yep. he ends up leaving Miami pretty soon, that would be a perfect landing spot for Frank Martin. I mean, with, I want to see
2: it, but he'll be more successful in Miami than he is at, at uh, South Carolina.
1: Yeah, but as far as him being a Cuban-American and whatnot, like, he, he no. just seems to fit down there better, I think.
2: So, well, he could get better players there consistently. Oh, yes. Absolutely. That's that's the biggest thing is I think he reached his ceiling, and he knows that that's a once every six, seven years run at South Carolina. Oh,
1: shout out Sendarius Thornwell for taking him. I mean, I got him all the way to the Final Four. That was, yeah. a, that was a hell of a season. Hell Just of a, a great bracket.
2: season. Love framework.
1: Uh, speaking of brackets and whatnot, let's move on to this one, and that is the NIT field was announced last night, and – I'm going to pull up the bracket. The first thing that I want to mention to you is at the bottom of the NIT bracket. Now, they are doing all of these games in Frisco, Texas. The first games are on March 18th and 19th. Or, sorry, March 17th, March 18th, and March 19th. And then they've got, uh, let's see, one, nope, two games on March 20th. And then they have an entire week off before they do the the Final Four. There's only 16 teams in the bracket. By the way, Belmont. Who only lost three games all season, won like twenty five games,
2: got left out, didn't even get an invitation. How does that happen? I don't. I don't know.
1: I, I just. I, I don't understand. I don't. I don't, I don't know.
2: I mean, there's an argument that Belmont should have been in this tournament over, you know, four or five state. other schools.
1: I mean, Mississippi State was fifteen and fourteen. What are we doing?
2: Well, I'm talking about the NCAA tournament, not the NIT. Well, agreed. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. No, they definitely should have been over state.
1: I mean, it's just, just ridiculous. But anyway, at the bottom of the bracket, which, you know, it, it is what it is. They say the NIT opposes all forms of sports wagering. You will never see that on an NCAA tournament bracket. That is absolutely insane to me. What, what like, are you putting that out there for?
2: Why? What is To what end? Like, brothers,
1: it is legalized now. What are we doing?
2: So what? Do you, like, so you're opposed to gambling, and so you're trying to force others to not do it. You just want to make that statement that you're you're opposed to it, and you look down on those who do it. I guess. I don't know. I don't. I know. just want to know to what end. That's all. I think that's a. I think that's a fair question. You tell the general public that. You know, the majority of sports fans have some type of gamble on a game rather it's just filling out a bracket with friends and you know winner gets a free dinner or something like we all want something kind of riding on it even if it's even if it's friendly it was gentleman's bet why are you so opposed to it why do you feel the need to make that statement
1: if you're if your team is not involved in the game uh having a little action on it is it makes it much more uh it, it makes you more emotionally invested in the game. So as far as gambling on the games, the NCA should hundred percent embrace this. The NIT should embrace this. Like it's,
2: it's who ridiculous. the hell is the NIT anyway?
1: It's uh, NIT LLC. Well,
2: okay, that didn't I don't answer have, my question.
1: I, I don't have a good answer for you. <laughs>
2: who, I have no idea who are these people. I need names, and I need to know what, like, what is their creed? What is the, like how did how were they founded? And and what is the basis of you picking this fight?
1: I wish I knew. I don't know. But when I when I pulled up that bracket and saw it, I thought you
2: when you the governor of Nebraska just openly randomly comes out and starts talking about how Nebraska will never legalize marijuana because marijuana kills kids. And like every like Mississippi, the most conservative state in the union is laughing at I'm like <sighs> come on, dude. Really? Really? We're still doing that. We're still trying to get like to what end? At what point is there just so much data saying you're wrong. Yes,
1: that you just can't get behind. I, I you got me. You got me. I just me. think this is strange. So uh, Did they put that
2: on the bottom of every bracket, or is this year unique because gambling has just been so out front, and all the other sports have kind of embraced it.
1: This is the bracket that is at NCAA.com. Like this is the official bracket that was put out by the NIT. So I don't know that it's on every one of them. Uh, Taylor said no, just the just national. Saying, invitation has has
2: it been in the past on all of them? We just never paid attention.
1: No, I've never seen it. Like I, okay. I looked, I've looked that's, back that's at last years, watching. and and it wasn't on last years. Okay, so I don't I don't know what that's about. But either way, the one seeds here: uh, Colorado State, uh, Memphis, Ole Miss, and St. Louis. Louisville is not one of these teams, even though they were the first team out of the NCAA tournament. Uh, I don't know if that means that Louisville is either NCAA or bust. Which I can fully believe because No, I think
2: I think Louisville was invited. Louisville turned it down because they are the they they assume we're gonna get in this thing, somebody's gonna have a COVID problem. Yeah. I'm gonna tell yeah. you this, Ole Miss should probably have turned it down as well for the same reason. To to think this is like two, fourth out though. I thought they were second out. No,
1: no, Colorado. I thought it State. was
2: Louisville, then Ole Miss. No,
1: it was Louisville, Colorado State. Uh hold on. I've got the Because
2: Louis- Belmont's not on the list, right?
1: Right. Louisville, Colorado State, St. Louis, Ole Miss. In that order.
2: Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Okay, so, never mind then. No, if they're that far out, then it no. No. Yeah. But but if I was if I was the top two, you're talking about two out of sixty-four teams won't won't make this. They will have a COVID problem. That wouldn't surprise me.
1: Uh Taylor said Louisville declined NIT bid, hoping to alternate their way into the NCAA. Uh, yeah. Casey said Louisville's gonna replace Virginia. That, and uh that's and then insane. Casey said that Ole Miss should win the NIT. Uh, I
2: I find it strange that just because Last week, Virginia had a COVID problem. Everyone walks under the assumption that this week they're going to have one too.
1: I, I will tell you this if, if, Louisville, like, like, the then NIT the
2: Kansas are just all of a sudden, everyone's just writing them off because, well, they had COVID last week.
1: Well, hold on. The, all right.
2: 14 days later, they're going to play a basketball game. I think they're going to be okay.
1: Hold on. The NIT is, I think, uh, underneath Louisville. They have had issues with COVID. Like, they've had two different COVID stoppages and whatnot. Their players have actually gotten it, all that kind of mess. I can understand not wanting to play in the NIT. Like, this has been a hard year for not them. I'm talking about
2: that. I'm not talking so, about that. I'm talking about Virginia and I know, Kansas. I know. Everybody is assuming that because they had one COVID test last week, that we're just going to have them all. Every bracket I've seen has them bounced out by the first weekend, both of them, because because they're going to have COVID problems.
1: Agreed. And even with their COVID issues, the guys that, that were supposedly out, I do think that they are better than the teams that they're playing. Uh, now, Ohio... For Virginia, that's a tough matchup anyway. But who knows? Uh, Taylor said I had Kansas losing in the first round because of COVID and then came back to earth. Yeah. That, yeah. Just come on, I just, come I on just back. Think, like, I just
2: think that's an asinine argument. If you think the team is better than them, that's fine. I assure you somebody's going to have a COVID problem. I would take the field over the two teams that had COVID last week. Yeah. That's just me. I might be wrong.
1: I, I tend to agree with you. I mean, it, it, what, I, what I was saying about Louisville, though, is it, I, just – Assuming that you're going to get into the NCAA, I don't think that was it. I think it. I think for Louisville, it was. Uh, we if if we don't play in the NCAA tournament, we just don't want to play. We're done.
2: That's probably We're right. We're exhausted. I'm okay with that. I'm gonna tell you this: if I was the NIT, I would have invited Duke and Kentucky.
1: I Kentucky wasn't eligible. Like I think I think with the NIT, you have to have a uh, at least an above 500 record. You have to. Yeah.
2: I figured it was an individual, uh, invitational. So it is. It's an invitational, then.
1: But it's but they have specific rules and guidelines into allowing teams in. I
2: would I would invite anybody that's going to get a big draw into all the small schools out there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
1: I mean, it makes sense. Listen,
2: uh, we don't sport gambling. We've got to make revenue somehow, so we got to get people to watch this shit.
1: Are there Are there any of these games that look interesting to you at all? Uh, let, let me read them off to you. There's only There's only eight games. Like it's sixteen yeah, teams. I'd say there's no uh, sixteen teams. Colorado State against Buffalo. Eh. Uh, Davidson against NC State. Eh. Uh, Boise State and SMU. Eh. <laughs> Memphis. I don't really care. Memphis and Dayton sounds cool. Like Anthony Grant against Penny Hardaway. Yeah,
2: I was about to say, and Dayton's still pretty good. I mean, they're not obviously they're not what they were I mean, last they're, year.
1: But. They're fourteen and nine this year. Like they're okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Ole Miss and Louisiana Tech.
2: I care about that one, but I don't. I don't know that it's going to be anything.
1: Uh, St. Mary's and Western Kentucky. Good old Slick Rick Stansberry.
2: Yeah, um, I was about to say I kind of would care more about that game than well, any other. Charles, Charles
1: Bassey is an NBA guy. Like who yeah. starts for Western Kentucky, so that that could yeah. be interesting. Uh, I don't know that a lot. So, of it's a star fans... to watch.
2: It's the yeah. reason I would watch Ole Miss. Like, give me a star to watch, and I'll and I'll and I'll find the game.
1: Uh, Richmond and Toledo, Yeah. and St. Louis against Mississippi State.
2: I'll i I'll, 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 I'll watch that one just strictly for the you know the SEC. Our uh, our buddy uh, Cecil Hurt,
1: he came out and said, "Wait, you got St. Louis, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and Memphis all in this thing?" He said. Y'all need to play this at the Bass Pro Shop Pyramid. Like, what's wrong with y'all? Do it right. No. Yeah. <laughs> so, Nit uh, starts on on March eighteenth. Um, it is what it is. As far as Virginia, where is it being held at? Uh, this is in Frisco, Texas. Uh, okay. Let's say at the Comerica Center. Uh, yeah. Well, it, it's in Frisco and Denton. They're doing a couple of games That's at fun. North Texas. It's in
2: Texas, which <laughs> yeah. is which is where I, I'm gonna tell you. Yeah, I'd go to Mississippi, Texas, Florida, somewhere like
1: that. Same place that the uh, the AAC
2: tournament was. Well, just the place where I just want to go where it's open.
1: Oh, yeah. No, that that makes perfect sense. Uh, As far as Virginia is concerned and Kansas, as far as anybody getting left out of the NCAA tournament, we've got until Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern time. And if nobody has dropped out by then, then then everybody's in, and it'll just be a forfeit after that. So so it is what it is. So Louisville has got uh, basically 26 hours from now or 25 hours from now. And who knows? Who knows? Uh, moving on, let's uh, finish up the show talking about NFL. And, boy, your Pats have made some noise today. Uh, let me read off what we got so far. Um, we'll start with this. Uh, well, before we get to the Pats, the Bucks re-signed Shaq Barrett, four years, $72 million. Yep. He, he was the
2: big-ticket item. I think he was the best free agent out of all the free agents in the whole class.
1: I, I think you're let's right. Let's say that. I think you're right. With the way that he played My last opinion. year, his, his performance in the playoffs, I mean, he— yep. He definitely made his money. He definitely made his money. Um, let's see. Taylor said, if y'all ever rode a ridden a team just because they have a cool logo?" That's me with Winthrop. Yeah, I could, I could
2: buy that. Oh well, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> listen, go listen to our SBR, our SBRC, uh, uh, FCS stuff, F, FCS, FCS content. Okay, yeah, that's that's the only reason I back any of those teams. That's, hey, the, the
1: mascots in the FCS are fantastic. This week, we yes. got the Richmond Spiders against the James they, Madison. They actually Dukes. have
2: cool mascots instead of everybody's got a damn tiger. Okay? A tiger or a wild It's That's my guys. I get it. It's my team. But, like, at some point in time, can we get a little creative?
1: It'd be nice. There's, there's a lot of bulldogs, too. So
2: Yeah. Oh, no. That's what I'm saying. Just, just a bunch of animals. There's so many animals in the world. Let's just be something cool.
1: I would be game with that. All right. So, moving on, the Pats. Signed Tennessee Titans tight end Jonu Smith four years fifty million.
2: Go ahead. This was the apple of my eye for this signing right here. I a they needed a big boy tight end. It was either him or Henry. This is the guy I wanted even over Henry. I think he's a better overall tight end. He stays healthier, plays more games, and when he is on, I think he's one of those unguardable tight ends. Yes. Now, now in a perfect world, I was telling a buddy of mine this last night. I wanted him and Henry, and let's see, could Bill and Josh really put the offense together that they wanted with two elite tight ends, which was the purpose of of, of Gronk and Hernandez back in the day before Hernandez started popping folks?
1: Yep, yep, I'm with you. Um, then they go defense, right? And Now, we'll, yes. we'll talk wide receiver in a minute, but defense, they absolutely loaded up. Nose tackle, uh, Devon Godshow, um, he... Miami nose tackle, two years, $16 million for him. Defensive back Jalen Mills was, what, four years, $24 million, I want to say. I didn't
2: see the numbers on Mills. But that was right before we started yep. that he had signed.
1: Yep. So he's uh, obviously former Eagles uh, defensive back. And then Ravens linebacker Matthew Judon, four years, $56 million. Uh, the Pats love him. The Pats absolutely loaded up on the defensive side of the they ball. They are
2: they are in negotiations, probably bringing back Kyle Van Noy. That'll be a cheap contract. He got yep. released from the from the Dolphins as well. Probably bringing him back. Um, and all reports are they will close the day with a wide receiver. Um, most Pats fans are saying Curtis Samuel uh, is is the guy. I would like Kenny Galladay. I know Kenny Galladay has not been healthy as Samuel, but I think he's got the highest ceiling. And so if you're if you're injured, you know, I'm not super always worried about that because I don't know that you stay injured all the time. Um, sometimes guys do, and that's just bad luck. But but give me a guy that's got a ceiling like nobody's business.
1: Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you there. Uh, Casey jumped in. He said, "Chris, is Joe Thune worth eighty million dollars? Uh, I can, don't think so. Can he play offensive tackle or center, or is he strictly a guard?"
2: That's the problem. Is that they need they need center and two tackles, and they hired a guard. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm sure he can play one of those positions. If you if you play for Bill Belichick, you probably can play all five positions on the line. Okay, that's that's kind of the role of playing for Bill. Is your your flexibility your your ability to play multiple positions? Um, so, hey, so we, we is got, he going to be fine? Yes.
1: We got news on your Patriots. Okay. Uh, Jeremy Fowler just reported nine minutes ago, the Pats are working on a potential deal for wide receiver Kendrick Bourne. Uh, he's got multiple offers, still talking with teams, but New England uh, is working to get that done. Okay. Kendrick Bourne's all right, I guess.
2: All right. That's a, literally I, the first comment under my, under so a Pats blog that I follow, the first comment under there says, that's not how you spell Curtis Samuel. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is wonderful. the problem with getting your hopes up for certain guys is when, when it goes another guy that you're not looking at or targeting or wanting as a fan, there's a level of disappointment.
1: So that's that is pretty funny. Um, I mean, I, and
2: I'll tell you this they're going to need to find another pass catcher other than Kendrick Bourne, whoever yeah. the wide receiver they bring in is, is going to be the best wide receiver on the field. Okay. So if this guy's never been a true number one, guess what? Life's about to get real hard for you. Because everybody else on this team ain't a number one either.
1: Kendrick Bourne has eleven touchdowns in in the last three seasons. He only had two yep. last year. Uh, Forty nine receptions last year on seventy four targets. Six hundred. If that's a deal, yards. I
2: guarantee you that's a cheap deal. That's got to yeah, be a cheap deal. That's going to yeah. be that's going to be a low budget deal, which means he he won't be the only receiver that's, unless unless they're looking to target receiver in the draft.
1: That is. Now I could I could 100% see that because at
2: 15 there's going to be a shitload of receivers coming to you where you can get your pick of the litter.
1: I do believe that uh, Taylor jumped in. Chris said a bearcat's a mythical creature, but it's
2: real. Look up a binturong. It's not a bearcat, <laughs> and anybody who spells bear cat with a K ought to be thrown out a damn window. Did you see how and I'm bad- not talking about like throwing out the first story window where you land in some bushes. All right. Did you see? No, I'm how talking bad- about the Sam highest Houston- window in the house. Did
1: you see how bad Sam Houston State beat Nichols over the weekend? Seventy-one to seventeen. Nichols. Some of this
2: <laughs> FCS football is is unwatchable, but I want to say comical. But sometimes, man, this the, is the not the chaos. Like it stops on at, at some point. It stops being comical.
1: Yeah. I mean I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. Sam Houston State is is a all time powerhouse in FCS and they have not been good for like the last decade.
2: And I was just about to say they haven't been real good lately.
1: But but they, they look like they might be this year. So who knows? <laughs> sure. Who knows? Uh <laughs> the the Joe Thuney deal is five years, eighty million dollars, includes thirty two point five million fully guaranteed at signing over the first two years. Uh there's an injury guarantee that converts to full in twenty twenty two. Uh, yep. That brings the practical guarantee at signing to a whopping forty-eight million dollars. That's uh, that's per Tom Pellicero. Or Pellicero. So, yep. um, I mean that's a lot. I of mean, money. he's
2: better than who's right now. You have nobody sitting in one of those holes. <clears throat> so if you put him at right tackle, he's he's better than than nobody that's there right now. So yeah, I'm I'm a little
1: shocked, a little shocked that the Kendrick Bourne thing cracks me up, man. It, we everybody's been hearing. All this stuff about Patriots looking at wide receiver. So, it's Kenny Colladay, it's Curtis Samuel, and then it's like, nope, Kendrick Bourne. Let's Kendrick go. Bourne. <laughs>
2: God. Uh, Where did Kendrick Bourne play college football? Hang on.
1: Hey, that's a good question. Uh, Kendrick. That, that I don't have an answer for off the top of my... Let's see. Kendrick Bourne. Da, da, da. Let's see. Kendrick Bourne played at Eastern Washington. Oh, which makes sense. I mean, they, they yeah. were uh, like, an Oh,
2: come fan. on, Kendrick. This is, this is him. Oh, and this, this is Bill's infatuation with, uh, with, uh, Kyle Shanahan.
1: Oh, you think so? Oh, uh, yeah, because he was a forty nine er and all that. That's- this is
2: this is Bill's infatuation with Shanahan. Bill, I'm going to tell you this: if Shanahan never became a head coach, and 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 Josh didn't come home after after his stint with the with the Broncos, Kyle would have ended up the coach and waiting in in. in uh, in New England. I mean his his infatuation with, with Shanahan, there's a reason he traded Garoppolo there. That like that that relationship with him and the Shanahan's is strong. It's real strong. And this is one of those where if Kyle loves him, he's gotta be good. That's that's what that is.
1: Yeah, okay. That I could I could see that making sense.
2: There's a reason that everybody in the world thought Debo Samuels would make the perfect Patriot and Kyle swoops in and takes him. Okay. Yeah. Because because both of these guys See the field the exact same way. One guy's just a defensive expert, and the other guy's an offensive expert. And, uh, and also, one guy's probably five years older than the other guy's dad. So yeah, that that is one hundred percent true.
1: Um, we we have not talked at all about the Packers bringing back Aaron Jones, uh, four years, forty eight million dollars. <laughs> Um, thought
2: that was just grossly overpaid.
1: $13 million signing bonus. Uh it's worth up to forty eight. minutes. So it's there's a lot of incentives. But you're
2: right. Okay. Now I, if it's incentive laden, then I'm with you. I'm I'm willing to give anybody any any uh any leeway for contracts that are all full of incentives. Um, because if you earn those incentives, you're good. But paying running you know my opinion on paying running backs, man. Yeah. Yeah. One day, one day I'm going to say this about Nick Chubb and all of my Browns friends are going to hate me and the, and the Browns are going to, going to pay him a gross, disgusting amount of money. And then two years later, we're going to say, why the hell did we do that?
1: And, I agree. It, well, it, we'll check this out. Look, multiple league executives say that Aaron Jones and Seattle's Chris Carson might be the only two backs with a clear path to a deal above $5 million per year.
2: Hey, GMs are getting smarter. Well, yeah. Oh, imagine that. Because look at the guys that we all paid twenty million dollars to. Okay. Yeah. Somebody go look at Todd Gurley and tell me what you want about him. All right. Tell me how that suits your fancy.
1: Uh Casey jumped in. He said, I knew they were going to bring him back. He's a top running back in the league. They wouldn't have been a contender without Aaron Jones. And I do agree with that. That'd be like a Titans That's probably without, right. He he did uh, have Derek all
2: Henry. the leverage in that situation. You're yeah. that's a hundred percent right. Yeah.
1: Titans without Derrick Henry. That's that's the Packers without Aaron Jones. Like that's, that's
2: oh no. That's not true. That's just not true. The Titans without Derrick Henry are putrid. Like they're Agreed. the they're the they're the Jaguars from last year. The the if if the Packers lose Aaron Jones, they're still in like contention for that division because of Aaron Rodgers Agreed. and uh and uh, and Adams.
1: Yeah, I, I can I can get with that. Well, especially that's, that's they got, the difference. They got AJ the Dillon let's, let's not
2: confuse Tannehill with Rodgers, All right, <laughs> I, w- I will never do that. I promise. Okay.
1: I promise that. All right, uh, Carlos jumped in. Running backs are so easy to replace nowadays. Aaron Jones' contract is too much. Um, well, because it's incentive laden, maybe it's not, you know, because uh, it's
2: in a I'm okay. I'm, I'm giving it a pass. I'm just telling you anybody who gets close to 15 million a year to a running back, you're, you're just falling in love with somebody and you need to stop. This is not a situation to be in love. It's like you the, need, the Panthers. Yeah. Like,
1: you know, it, it's just too much money. Like I understand that sometimes they can be effective out of the backfield, C-
2: Call right. me when a $20 million uh, running back works out. Just just as soon as that happens, call me. And I want two years of it. I don't want one year flash in the pan, okay? I need back-to-back seasons of it being worth the money.
1: Uh, Taylor wanted to let you know that Bearcat with a K is made up, but Bearcats with a C, those are real.
2: They're not. <laughs> they're, they're not.
1: Uh, Damien said, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Not all GMs are smart. Ryan Pace is still an idiot.
2: No, Ryan Pace is a is a hundred percent an idiot. No, I, I did I say all GMs are smart? Did somebody else say like they you, were smart? Because no, I've never said that. You said GMs are getting smarter. Oh, they're so. getting smarter, but not paid. Okay, I did say that. Yes, because they're not they've learned from other GMs mistakes. You just can't pay a running back twenty million dollars. Ryan Pace has done a lot of dumb things. He hasn't paid a running back twenty million dollars. That doesn't mean he's good though. That doesn't mean he's smart. That just mean that's like saying like don't put your dick in a mousetrap. Like, yeah. just because you didn't do it doesn't mean you're intelligent. But if you do do it, you're definitely not smart.
1: Michael Fridge jumped in. He said, how is Dallas liking the Zeke deal right now?
2: That's what I'm saying. I completely agree. I think that's a gross overpayment. And and look at Zeke's numbers from last year. Tell me you think that was worth it. I agree with you. Every one of these running backs that's gotten these twenty year deal, $20 million deals is just It's all, you're just pissing money away. Yes. Just pissing it away.
1: Yes, you are. Yes, you are. All right, let's go ahead and close out of this thing. Uh, Is there anything breaking that you know of? No, I'm I'm, I'm, uh, I'm
2: grossly hoping to find uh, a better uh, wide receiver situation, but.
1: uh, UConn's Gino Ariema tests positive for COVID-19, so we're not quite sure what that means as far as UConn having their coach in the Women's NCAA Tournament. So that's kind of a big deal. Um But who knows? I think UConn's still probably better than everybody. Yeah. (laughs) I was just about to
2: say, it would be interesting to see them without him for an entire tournament, not like a game.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm looking through the notes. Uh, The brackets, it's supposed to be unveiled on Monday night at 6 p.m. Uh, Ariema is not uh, experiencing any symptoms. He's isolating at home. He tested positive Sunday afternoon. Um, da, 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 da. he did not have close contact with any other team members since Friday, March 12th. And, I mean, everything seems fine. Uh, he's going to be away from the team for the next several days. And they're not sure yet. They're not sure what's going to go on. So, well, I'm sure we'll figure that out before Wednesday's show. So, we'll we'll get there. We will figure it all out. All right. Let's close out of this thing. Uh, Casey keeps, he has... Put this in here like three times. Iowa over Houston in the championship. Book it. Um, hey, look, if that happens, I will absolutely give you accolades, but I'm gonna talk so much shit, Casey. If that's not the championship matchup, just to let you know, we gon- we gonna go ahead and let you know on the front end. Uh, Damien said Trubisky to the Patriots. Uh, <laughs> that's not no, accolades. no, <laughs> y'all are nuts. All right, let's jump out of here. Um, com is the website. Go and check it out. Everywhere that you need to be subscribed, you can find right there any of the podcast apps, uh, the video, YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, Periscope, whatever. Make sure that you like all of it. You will find all sorts of content on every one of them. So go and check that out. sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF. That is our college football gambling content. You can find our show, weekly college football show over there. Search out SBR Picks on YouTube. That is the easiest way to watch it. And... And our WCE Bracket Challenge is up. You can go and fill out your own bracket. Jump in with us. We're going to talk a lot of mad trash on here for the next couple of weeks, and it's going to be a good time. So, it's free to enter. It's on ESPN's Tournament Challenge. You can search out Winning Cures Everything there, or there's a link in the description. Just go and check it out. It's free. Like I said, check it out. So, Chris, is there anything else we need to hit?
2: (laughs) No. No. I'd like to say one thing. Go ahead. Many of the people that we're buds with that we follow on Twitter that that we do SBR stuff and other, other stuff with are taking their shots at the Patriots and how Bill Belichick spending all this money for top tier players, you know, that's not how you build championships and, and just being super critical about how this is them being desperate. And this is like how the, you know, how the master has fallen or whatever. Listen. He never spent money. Everybody criticized him. Now he does spend the money that they have, by the way, and everyone criticizes him. Like, shut up. Okay. There's, there's no way Just to win sh- for
1: that, by the way. I I That's, know that. There's no way to win. Like, it's, it, when when you win that many titles, everybody's coming yeah. for you. That's right. So it's easy to be critical. It's not so like easy. to... Like, what are they to, supposed uh, to do? They got 90 million money. in
2: cap or 66 million in cap space this year. Just don't spend it. Just don't. Just <laughs> let's with guys we got. this is who we're running it with. Sorry. They, people say they, I shouldn't go out and pay for players.
1: They they would have talked trash had they signed another quarterback besides Cam Newton. But they but they brought back Cam Newton, and
2: they brought back Cam Newton for five million dollars. So and people are like, "Never gonna win anything with Cam Newton. They're done. They'll finish dead last. Clay, uh, Clay Travis. They're gonna finish dead last in the AFC East like, because they gave Cam Newton five billion dollars. Like, give me a break. Come on. Remember, Come on! Remember, the Jets are Andy still in that made division. more than five million dollars last year.
1: Come on! It's a, uh, uh, the Jets are still in the AFC East. What fools! What fools indeed, my friend. All right, let's get out of here. You guys, take care of yourself. Take care of each other, and hopefully, all of your tickets cash this week. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app, visit the website at winningcureseverything.com, or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to
0: comment and tweet at us. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger